can't help it. I ball like a Celtic. I can't help it. Nah, I can't help it. Nah, I can't help it. I ball like a Celtic. I can't help it. I ball like a Celtic. Alright Celtics fans, we are back with another episode of Boston Celtics Game Day Recap. And this will be the final Game Day Recap of this season. Uh, Still going to have a couple podcasts sporadically throughout the year here. Uh, But this is going to be the last one covering the game because the Celtics lose... 123-109 to the Brooklyn Nets. Game 5. Celtics are done. That's it for this year. Going to follow today's podcast. Same as usual. Go through player of the game. Some of the highs. Some of the lows. Uh, We'll wrap up with kind of a a quick series recap. Uh, And I am going to do an end of season recap as well after. Probably at some point next week. Uh, So make sure to stay tuned for that. But... Uh, For now, I want to give player of the game to a guy that hasn't really gotten any, uh, I guess, credit for most of the season. Uh, I think this is going to be his first player of the game nod, and that is to Romeo Langford. Tonight, it was a a game where we kind of needed everybody. Uh, No Kemba, no Jalen, no Time Lord. And Romeo Langford got the start tonight as well as last game. Uh, but overall, played really well. Uh, 17 points tonight, a rebound, two assists, two steals, two blocks. Defensively, played solid. Uh, again, had to cover pretty much everybody on their team. Harden, Durant, Irving at certain points throughout the game. Even found himself on Claxton at certain parts. And held his own. Overall, looked solid. Uh, I think offensively is where I'm most surprised. And I would say probably every Celtics fan is most surprised. Uh, But overall, he looked really solid tonight. Hit a lot of corner threes. Uh, Let's see. Corner three from Tatum. Corner three from Tatum. Corner three from Smart. Had two excellent drives and transitions. Uh, So overall, you look at his offensive game tonight. This is the player that Celtics fans have really been, you know, hoping for all season long. We haven't really had a consistent performance from Romeo Langford. We've seen him defensively play fairly well. Uh, But offensively, we've seen glimpses, and that's about it. Uh, Tonight, this was a pretty consistently good offensive effort uh, for Romeo Langford. So, You know, if you can walk away with a positive from this, I mean, it's that Romeo Langford could be a legitimate role player in the future. Uh, And it's hard to just, you know, say that after one good game. Uh, But he's certainly shown glimpses of defensive brilliance. And he's shown that he has been able to hit, you know, the corner three at points. He's a pretty good cutter. Uh, so overall, like you saw, you saw really the full gambit tonight, his full offensive game, and I think that's a a big positive to take from this. You know, outside of Romeo, the other guy that I think really stepped up, played well, was Jabari Parker. Uh, I think he had an eleven point second quarter. Uh, didn't really have it. Didn't do a ton outside of that, but didn't really get a ton of minutes. 
You know, played 14 minutes tonight, ended with 13 points, three rebounds, and a block. Five of eight shooting. You know, this is another guy, another role player that, you know, Danny signed for next to nothing on a two-year deal. Next year, again, we'll have him for a million bucks. I'm I'm very intrigued to see what Jabari Parker can do with an entire offseason with this with these guys. Uh it's just I mean, you look at both of them, they were two legit role players that played really well in a playoff game. You know, this is what you need. Outside of those two guys, I mean Tatum and Mar- and Marcus Smart both struggled from the field shooting. Evan Fournier still kind of struggled, had it going in the third and fourth quarter. Uh, but overall, I mean, you look at, I mean, we just, you need more offense facing a team like Brooklyn. I will say this, this was one of the more entertaining games of this series. Like we kept it close pretty much the entire game. At about the six minute mark of the fourth quarter, things started to fall off. And Brooklyn went on a massive run, getting up as much as I want to say it was 21. Uh, but we battled. We battled all game. This was a this is a good one to watch. I mean, you look at this series. Obviously, we go we lose 4-1. But a lot of people had the Celtics getting swept. You know, the fact that we were able to win one, keep it close in others. You know, Celtics fans have to be happy with it. I mean, no one's going to be happy because, you know, no one in Boston, no Celtics fan wants to lose. But looking at the circumstances, no Jalen Brown on top of the already bad difference in talent. This is a good series. You know, we kept it fairly close in a couple of the games. No Kemba, no Time Lord in the majority of the games. So... You know, take it while take take what you can get, really. Overall, you got to be happy with the you know effort the guys put out in the last couple games at least. Uh, I I do want to say I mean Jason Tatum, this series had a solid series, right? End of the night tonight, thirty two points, nine rebounds, five assists. Honestly, the only reason that. I didn't give him player of the game because I really just wanted to mix things up. He honestly did not have a very good shooting night. 12 of 27, 4 of 11 from 3. But overall, the rest of it, I mean, you know, 32 points, 9 rebounds, 5 assists. Solid, solid stat line. I just think Romeo Langford had a significantly more efficient night just as going off of even percentages. Uh, but defensively, I think he played outstanding too. You look at Jason Tatum tonight, two blocks, couple big blocks too. Two blocks on Durant. Uh, actually, one of them might have been on Bruce Brown in a corner three. But, you know, we had pretty good performances. This Brooklyn Nets team, and I've talked about it, is just so, so talented offensively. It's very hard to stop them. You know, this what they score 146, I believe, last game. We held them to 123, and honestly, they had a a really massive stretch at like the six minute mark in the fourth. Like it could have been even less than that. The Celtics defensively tonight played pretty good basketball. 
You know, 109 points, obviously that part can be higher. It's going to be tough to beat the Brooklyn Nets playing like that uh, or only scoring that. But, you know, the Celtics needed more contributions. You know, we got other guys minutes tonight, uh, but we just didn't really get contributions. And I'll talk about that. I'll talk on that, you know, in the, the second half of the podcast. But, you know, overall, I'll say it one more time. Celtics really showed some of the Celtic pride tonight. They battled. They fought. It's all as much as you can ask for at this point, you know, facing the Brooklyn Nets with a diminished team. You know, that's the effort that you want. It's honestly the effort that the Celtics needed all season long. We just did not get enough of. We really didn't. Uh, but overall, you know, that's that's what we got for the positives. I want to switch to some of the negatives, kind of talk about the rest of the series, where things fell off what I'm thinking is likely going to happen in the offseason, but more so stick to to this game. Before we dive into some of the negatives, though, I do want to take a quick break for a word from our sponsors. All right, guys, time for a new favorite sponsor alert, Venture Greens Nutrition. Venture Greens Nutrition is changing the nutrition game forever. They offer one-on-one coaching where they build macro-based diets to get you moving in the right direction. As great as the coaching is, what I love most about Venture Green Nutrition is their line of CBD products. They have tinctures, salves, beard care, and gear. And the best part is, all Venture Green's Nutrition's products are formulated and manufactured in their own facilities in the United States. Check them out at VentureGreensNutrition.com. Use code CelticsTake15, that's CelticsTake15, for 15% off. You won't regret it. All right, let's take a quick second here. Shout out a new sponsor, Vidget. Vidget is the first gamified social network for sports bettors. It's 100% free to download and give sports bettors like me and you a place to talk about sports betting and compete against friends. Vidget has a free play sportsbook, which gives you the opportunity to win real prizes like t-shirts, Amazon gift cards, and even a PS5. They also have really cool betting league features, which kind of works like fantasy football for sports betting. Download today using the referral CeltsPod, that's C-E-L-T-S-P-O-D, and get 2,500 free coins to start betting with. We're back. Let's talk some negatives here. So Celtics lose fourteen by 14 to the Nets. We talked about some of the performances by Tatum, Smart, Fournier, Langford, and Parker, who were our better players tonight. But I want to talk on you know some of the other guys. We looked upon Neesmith and Pritchard, two of the rookies, both got decent minutes, 12 for Neesmith, 18 for Pritchard. And it's hard to ask either of those guys to come in and, and make a serious impact as rookies against a team like Brooklyn, who just offensively is one of the hardest teams to guard in NBA history. Uh, but they both struggled tonight. It was hard for them to get shots. 
Uh, they didn't, neither of them took a bunch, but you look at them, both of them, heavy in the negatives as far as plus minus. Negative three for Neesmith, so I guess it's not terrible. Uh, negative 11 for Pritchard. I will say this, Pritchard, while he did score and get three points, also added in four rebounds, four assists. You know, we talk on, you know, the need for a facilitating point guard. Pritchard's shown it in spurts. He's definitely a guy that is very heavy on shooting. He likes to shoot. I don't know that he's necessarily that pass-first point guard that everyone keeps talking about. Uh, but we could have used more of his scoring ability today. Like, that's the one negative. Like, he did he did move the ball, and I love that part of his game tonight. But what we really missed was his shot making. He took two shots tonight, both from three, hit one of them, right? We really just, we need more. In a, in a game where there's no Kemba, no JB, no Time Lord, that right there, you're eating up 50 points, right? Probably more than 50 points. Uh, someone's got to step up. Tonight we saw, you know, we saw Fournier step up. We saw Jabari, Romeo step up. Pritchard's been that guy. Pritchard was that guy all season long. And again, the season's probably not a, a great indicator or a good example, I guess I should say, just because the Celtics didn't really have a ton of guys step up. That's the reason we went 36 and 36. But for the large majority of the season, Peyton Pritchard was, you know, a consistent scoring punch off the bench. Uh, tonight, we didn't really get a ton of that. And in typical Pritchard fashion, usually we see him shooting. Like tonight, he was hesitant on a lot of his shots. And I don't know if it's just playoff jitters, if he was getting so worn down defensively after trying to guard Kyrie, Harden, those guys. I don't know, but you look at it, we just need more. We need more. The team is just depleted and not having three of their top five players. It makes things challenging. It does. Uh, the other guy was Neesmith. I mean, he's, a, he's another rookie that, again, throughout the regular season, didn't really have too much expectations from him especially the way he started. He definitely came on strong in the, you know, back 15, 20% of the season. Uh, but overall, I mean, we just didn't really see much from him. This wasn't a, a star-studded performance. This wasn't a series where you look down and you're like, all right, Neesmith could be a, a vital part. And I'm not going to say he won't be like he's still he's obviously still talented, uh, but his offensive game is fairly limited. Uh, it doesn't seem like he's the the guy that's going to create many of his own shots. Uh, and tonight you kind of saw that he deflected a bunch uh, and, you know, just didn't hit anything. I will say defensively, he looked solid at points. Which is, it's just hard to say because you're facing the Brooklyn Nets. You know, even pretty good defense can sometimes be smothered just by the the sheer superstardom that the Nets have. And that's the way it is. You know, up and down. I, I don't think this is a bad performance. 
I'd say the big one of the big negatives, and and Scal talked about this on the pregame, and we've talked about it all season long. Like the one way that the Celtics can win, and where Brooklyn seems to struggle the most is when teams move the ball around. And tonight the Celtics just didn't do that. Like we ended the night with 18 assists, which it's just not going to get the job done. And I know when you have when you have, you know. JB Kemba and Time Lord out. It makes things harder. You're gonna Tatum's gonna have to play more ISO ball. I get that, but the ball not moving, the ball staying in one of their hands, whether it be Smart, Fournier, or Tatum, it just it allows the Nets to sag in and double. And if other guys aren't hitting shots, we're just gonna struggle. We're not gonna stand a chance. And tonight you kind of saw that. I mean, you look at the percentages, 40 of 92 from the field, 42%, or 43.5%, sorry. Uh, and then you look at three, 11 of 40, which is just 27.5%. So it's just, it's not a good showing. Like we took a lot of threes tonight, but we just didn't hit any of them. Like to put this into perspective, we took eight more three-pointers than the Nets, and they hit four more. So they shot at 47%. It's like almost double. It's just, it's not going not gonna to end well in a situation like that. And it's, it's just unfortunate, right? I mean, you look at this season. It's kind of been up and down all season long. I think the Celtics played as well tonight is we've seen in a while uh even some of the games that we've won i think we showed fight we showed heart we showed hustle i mean still one of my favorite plays of the entire game today i forget who it was somebody airballed peyton pritchard somehow saves the ball jumps out of bounds saves the ball gets it right to jabari parker and hits a little like short range kind of glass shot and that's the type of energy that we need. It really is. It's the type of energy the Celtics haven't played with a ton this year. And we got some of it tonight. So, you know, at, at certain points, you got to be happy with the way the offense has kind of played out. Uh, it's just a frustrating series. You know, you look at Kemba Walker, and obviously he's been hurt. He missed the last couple games, but you look at the way that this whole season has played out. We sat him on the back-to-backs, on the back half of back-to-backs all season long to preserve him for the playoffs. And we get to the playoffs, and he doesn't get to play anyway. So you kind of look back, and you're, you're kind of questioning the entire season. Like, why did we sit Kemba just to get him back for the playoffs and obviously give up some some games, right? I'm not saying that Kemba playing in those back-to-backs would have resulted in us, you know, being a four seed. I'm not saying that that's the case, but it's possible. We weren't far behind the four or five seed. And in that situation, you know, the Celtics, instead of a first-round matchup with Brooklyn Nets, we might be facing the New York Knicks or the Hawks, right? And then things are different, right? You might win a series, 
Even without JB, you might win a series. The way Jason Tatum played this series, scoring the way that he did, the way Marcus Smart played this series, scoring the way that he did, like we might have been able to beat a team like the Hawks or the, the Knicks. It just so happened that we gave up on a lot of games this season to try and keep Kemba healthy, and it didn't work. It backfired. We shot ourselves in the foot as far as seedings go, and it killed us in the playoffs because he wasn't even able to play. We got a bad matchup in the first round, and he wasn't able to play for it all. So the whole Kemba situation backfired, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about Kemba in our like season recap podcast as well. So make sure to, to stay tuned in, make sure to follow the podcast here, like subscribe, whatever you need to do. Uh, because I will talk about that in detail. Uh, but yeah, it's just, it's a tough look for the Celtics, you know, losing in the first round after being in the Eastern conference finals, three of the last four years, it's not a good look. It's pretty apparent that there are changes that need to happen. And I'm not one of the guys that's going to tell you it's Brad Stevens. I'm not one of the guys that's going to tell you that it's Danny Ainge because I don't think they're going anywhere. And I don't think they deserve to go anywhere. Like this is a COVID season where we have been hurt slash impacted more than any team in the NBA. And it's not fair to put all of that back on Danny or Brad for that matter. Yes, I do think that some changes need to happen. Uh, I do think that, you know, Kemba should be moved. I don't think that it's going to be a, a positive for us either way. Whoever we get in returns, not going to be better than Kemba, but he'll be cheaper than Kemba. And it allows us to potentially fill that spot with another role player, another veteran, whatever it might be. But this is a situation that we're in, and it's a, it's a tough spot to be in for the Celtics for sure. But I do want to talk about all of that in significantly more depth at some point. So if you haven't done so already, guys, make sure to follow. If you're on Facebook, follow the Boston Celtics Till I Die Facebook page. I'm going to end up – I want to have – a locker room chat with a bunch of guys go through a bunch of a bunch of listeners bunch of people that are on that facebook page i want to have a locker room chat and kind of talk through some scenarios whether it be trade deadline deals uh or i guess trade acquisitions in the off season who's gonna stay who's gonna go i do want to have all of this conversation uh and it's probably gonna happen over locker room it's probably gonna be at some point next week so follow me on Facebook at the Boston Celtics Till I Die Facebook page or follow me on Twitter. I'll tweet out the link for it as well. But in the meantime, make sure to rate and review the podcast. A written review means the world. That's how more people hear me. And honestly, this is, this is the start of something good here, right? The Facebook page went from like 250 members to 1,000 members in the span of a month. And it's just going to continue to grow. I'm going to continue doing these like locker room discords throughout the off season. I'll continue to talk about, you know, any acquisitions that happen. And I'm excited for next year. 
I really am. This is a disappointing season for sure. Nobody wanted to go 36 and 36. Nobody would have seen the injuries or the COVID cases that we saw throughout the season. Nobody can nobody can guess that. But you got to roll with the punches at this point. You got to roll with the punches. So we've got a lot of stuff coming up. Even though the season's over, the podcast is not done with. Uh, so make sure to follow me on those platforms like I had mentioned. And other than that, stay tuned, guys, because we've got some more stuff coming. Have a good night, Celtics fans, and we will talk soon. I can't help it, I'm all like a Celtic. I can't help it, nah, I can't help it, nah, I can't help it, I'm all like a Celtic. I can't help it, I'm all like a Celtic.